G'day there, and welcome to the re-wrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hoxing Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, um, what to do about climate change? Do we need to do anything about it? Uh, and will going to the UN do anything about it? Uh, measles. Why are we still getting that? Um, we've got an issue over where Selwyn is, or where Mike Hosking is, or something to do with the relationship between the two of them. And finally, uh, I want to talk about Milk Stout at the end of the podcast. But before any of that, uh, this pull aside. Did it achieve anything? Was it go- ever going to? We're in a small room, off the corridor, in a hall, in New York, and we're there for 20 minutes. And yet... It will be the lead story, fawning headlines over a handshake. What will get done in 20 minutes? Nothing. A really good tangible would be the steel tariffs, of course, that Australia got dropped months ago, but we haven't. But then, and this is why this has come at a very bad time, we've got the contrast. Have a look at the weekend's events at the White House, for goodness sake. Scott Morrison was in town. He was in Washington. There was red carpet everywhere. There were bands and fireworks and salutes and singing and crowds and a state dinner. There have been just two state dinners and the Trump presidency, one of them's for Australia. The contrast between the relationship Australia has with America and the relationship we have with America could not be more stark. If you come from the broad base that we're all supposed to be close friends and allies, especially New Zealand and Australia, should be in lockstep. Historically, we've been at such a level of similarity, most of the world mistakes us for being part of them. But a weekend of celebration for 100 years of mateship, as they call it, versus 20 minutes in a hallway. No, we are not 25 million strong like Australia, but the reality is America has got to be on our side. We need to rub along better than clearly we are currently doing. We will always suffer from the fact we are tiny and of little significance globally, but diplomacy is all about pecking order, favours and currency. A state dinner, red carpet and enough pomp for even the Queen to be impressed versus a handshake, we can be, should be, doing a lot better. Am I the only one who finds it um, uncomfortable hearing something referred to as a pull-aside? It just just sounds like... It sounds like a porn search. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, it sounds like a porn search. It's something that you look up because you've got a particular interest in something. And it isn't that. So let's move on quickly to the next uh, topic. Climate change. It's like Leighton Smith never left the building. I'm assuming this is yet another thought bubble that will grab the headlines for the day and then vanish like a chunk of CO2 into the atmosphere. And here's the bigger problem for the United Nations. This is now an annualised waste of time, not to mention a bit of hypocrisy given the numbers of attendees that will have turned up with massive delegations all in private jets. But if the scientists are right and climate change is accelerating, then we are losing. Think about it. We are losing. All that noise, all those promises, all those calls to arms, all those agreements, Kyoto to Paris, what have they been for? Could it just be that this is beyond us and or it's beyond us because not enough people are on board? And if not enough people are on board, could you mount a case that says the evidence simply hasn't been convincing enough or not convincing enough to warrant the economic damage required to implement some of the ideas that are put forward? Our government, for example, is prepared to wreck the Taranaki economy with the oil stance. Julianne Genter wants to ban the motor car. David Parker wants to drive farmers to the wall with his taxes and water rules. But not all countries are like us. No one knows that better than the aforementioned Scott Morrison, who won an election in Queensland and on the Adani mine, which is responsible for jobs and energy. Australian Labor wanted them to vote on climate change. They're anti-mine. The people who still, thank the good Lord have a say, rejected that. So, in essence... This battle of the elites is being fought in many countries against the will of millions. They're either not convinced or, in cold hard reality, not prepared 
to pay the price. That's why climate change is increasing. And the United Nations, with its exemplary reputation for saying plenty but doing nothing, is the last place anything's going to change. It is Monday right now in New York. By Thursday, ask yourself if anything tangible has happened and call me if it has. Well, it's a bit hard to expect us to fix the world by Thursday, isn't it? It's a bit unrealistic. Um, I, um... I mean, gee, and Thursday. Why does it have to be Thursday? Can we not? Can we put it off till next Tuesday? Okay, let, give me the weekend. I'll work on it and come back to you. Okay, I'll have a proposal. Um, and it might, we might be able to do something about the measles by then too, maybe. Very simple question for you. When do we get embarrassed and ashamed enough in this country to actually do something about measles? This thing is hopelessly, hopelessly out of control. Last time we talked about it on this program, I said we're about to crack a 1,000. And we should be humiliated by this experience. I've talked to the Prime Minister about it. They don't want to do a thing. Uh, no jab, no pay in Australia. We know work's getting tough. We know work's. Uh, but we don't want to get tough in this country. We just want to... I don't know what we want to do is the problem. What is it we want to achieve here? 1,419 cases we're up to. We have a population of 4.7 million. The excuse coming from the Prime Minister and the government is that this is an international issue. There are other countries with problems. Well, are there? The US currently has 1,241 cases. 1,241 plays our 1,419. They've got a population of 329. We've got a population of 4.7. The UK currently, they've got 532 cases, but a population of 68 million. We're an embarrassment. And still, when does it end? Literally, when does it end? Is it 1,500 or 1,600 or 1,700? When does it stop? No one seems to have a plan, for goodness sake. Uh, So uh, my kids' school... Uh, they, they keep publishing the numbers of the vaccinated, the unvaccinated and the don't knows in the school newsletter every week. Not quite sure what... It doesn't really seem to change significantly, but they keep doing it. And they keep telling them that if there is a measles case, then all the unvaccinated people won't be allowed at school. At which point, I think the unvaccinated people, that, they will chalk that up as a win. And um, you might have a few vaccinated kids claiming to be unvaccinated at that point. Now, where is Selwyn? Because this morning on the show, Mike Hosking claimed it was north of Christchurch. Do we want to get into Selwyn Gate, given that we're talking about geography? But Yeah, I mean, we really need to... I mean, if we're going for the Blue Wedge in Trivial Pursuit, we've got to get this right, don't well, we? Well, see, what I said was... I'm, I'm, and, and this is in my mind, and don't don't come at me as, as being some person who doesn't know about Selwyn. I, 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 I've got I, a Tūranga Waiwai. This is what we're talking about for me. It's, I'm, I'm fuckapuppering with the place. It's like, that's where I'm from. And so I said north, probably incorrectly. I'll, I'm, I'm open up to change it. It's inland. If I'd said inland, I would have been better. In my mind, I'm crossing the Wymac Bridge and I'm heading north, you see. But presumably at some point I need to turn left, which is west, inland, towards the coast. And if I said inland, then, then, then I'm probably better. But a lot of you are saying, I live south. But Selwyn's a region. And what you're doing is you're texting me by the hundred and you're going, I live in Bath Street, number 23, and technically I'm south. Well, that, you're not the whole region. You're just a house. And you may well be south of Christchurch, and God bless you for being south of Christchurch. But the region encompasses an element of the north. I think I'm going to hold on to that. Well, no, see, this, and this is where I think you've really got yourself into a pickle, because mm. you... You claim that you drive north from Christchurch to get to Selwyn. I believe so. And you will miss it entirely. So if do you, you, if even, you do if I, even if I'm crossing that mighty Wymac Bridge, you're telling me I'm not, going, I'm not going towards Selwyn? Well, hang on. Zoom in on the map, Michael, for me. <laughs> We've got three people on this. Yeah. 
We've no, got yeah, to... No, no, no. You can be... Well, you... where am I? If I'm going across the Wymac Bridge, where am I? If I'm not in Selwyn. You're, you're in fact, you're, you're, you're moving further away from Selwyn. Need to, if need you to ring that. Amy Adams. That's you're in Kaipoi. Kaipoi. Well, no, that's too far north. That's that's not Selwyn. Well, that's what you get to if you no, go well, of course, you get to, Well, you get to Picton if you keep going, and that's not in Selwyn either. <laughs> God but my sake. point is, if you go south... Well, of course, you'll, you get you'll to Invercargill. No, but you'll be in Selwyn in no time if you just drive straight south. Thank and God. then you can drive around and around in all directions and you'll just be in Selwyn. Uh, some people might argue we, we spent too much time on discussing exactly where Selwyn is. But oh, I think you can never really spend too much time making Mike Hosking look stupid. Uh, unless it's uh, taking away time to uh, spend talking about Milk Stout. Sorry on the last night's news, and I didn't see this, Castles and Sons Brewing. Took out the international heavyweights like Guinness to win the world's best stout in port. Absolutely amazing. Oh, I saw that. You saw them? Oh, did I ever. That's exciting. My mouth is still watering. <laughs> you should have seen. Were they delicious? Be- oh, the beautiful pours from that milk stout, that castle's milk stout. The milk stout. That's a strange show. It, oh, oh, what's her name? Ina, Ina Sharples used to drink the milk stout oh, on Coronation Street. There's nothing like it. Like a milk ma- stout? Except maybe a milk chocolate stout. Have you had one of those? I've never had a stout. I don't drink that stout. Really? No, I don't drink that stout. You've never? No. <sighs> Nearest I get is a Spanish lager. Nice Spanish lager. And Estrella at the end of the day with a bit of gambus, a bit of prawn. Can't go wrong. I mean, and really, I'm, I'm going to come clean here. The main reason I put that last segment in this podcast today, it's not because it's particularly newsworthy, but I want some of that stout. It looked incredible. So um, if anybody from Castles or anybody who knows anybody at Castles or somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody at Castles, this is New Zealand after all. I'm sure by now we've, we've got to somebody. If you can just pass on the word and get some to me, that'd be great. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, bald-facingly uh, soliciting free beer. And I'll see you back here again tomorrow. It sounds like I've already had a few.